Namaste. 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 Just take a few moments and in a comfortable seated position. You're sitting up tall, you turn the first finger and thumb together. Yana mudra. The eyes be still, just soften the shoulders and any unnecessary tension around the eyes and jaw and ears. Start to feel more settled in the hips, a the ribcage, navel, chest to expand as you inhale. You'll feel the navel draw back towards the spine a bit on the exhalation. You just stay conscious of the breath, start to focus on your intention for class. What you'd like to manifest in terms of your health or well-being. Give me a spiritual aspiration you have within your own heart. Focus on this intention. Take the next three breaths, awareness at the heart center, right behind the sternum. trust that our practice today supports this intention and moves it towards its fullest expression. Chant Hareon three times together to open up the practice. Inhale. tension in the lower lumbar area side of the hip. 
We're going to take the knees wide and stretch the arms out in front. Now you'll do a slight variation. The knees are wide. You're going to go back to child's pose. You're going to have the fingertips on the floor. So we get a little bit different of a stretch. Openness in the upper back and shoulders. Screw on the fingertips. And then once you get nestled, where the hips are down in um, toward the heels and the rotation between the thighs, you can bring your forehead down. Take a few more breaths there. So you're keeping the integrity in the arms. So allowing the spine to feel like it's settling in toward the front line of the body. And letting the upper back and neck muscles relax as much as you can. One more full breath there. And your next inhalation, bring the left arm down, change sides. Back and shoulders roll over the wrist. Then grab the left wrist with your right hand and lean over toward your right 
Take a couple breaths here. Deep, deep lunge. Lifting the roof cage front, back, and sides. And next inhalation, back to center. Bring the palms down. Take your right foot back into full plank pose. And then lower down into knees, chest, and chin, or Chaturanga Dandasana. Move through Cobra on your inhalation. Lift chest, broaden collarbones. And downward facing dog as you exhale. All lower belly. Keep the integrity through the arms. Bring feet forward about an inch. They can be a little bit closer together. Bend your knees. And next side. Left leg lifts up. Keep the left knee bent like you're pressing heel toward the hip. As you exhale, you bring the left knee toward the chin. Right? Round back a little bit. Empty belly. Inhale back. Left heel stays close to hip. Lift the knee. Exhale forward. Keep that knee lifting. You're now moving forward toward the chin. Last one. And this time you bring it forward into a lunge. Give me minor adjustments with the distance between the feet. Bring the back knee down, sweep the arms up, and the lunge. Grab the right wrist, leaning towards your left. Conscious breathing. Back centers you inhale, palms down as you exhale, left foot goes back, inhale, full plank, lower down control, draw from the shoulders away from the floor, over on your inhalation, and down with facing dog as you exhale. For your next exhalation, walk or jump both feet forward toward the front edge of your mat, feet close together, about halfway to lengthen, deep in the forward fold. And then come into Utkatasana, bend the knees, sink the hips and sweep the arms up alongside the ears, lower belly firm, keep the weight moving back into hips and heels. Your next inhalation, straighten the legs. Take the arms alongside the body, exhale, Kadasana, and then bring the palms together in front of the chest. Next inhalation, take the palms straight up to the midline, lean back, open up the front line of the body, exhale, forward fold, sweep the arms to the side, lead with the chest. Inhale, coming up, sweep the arms to the side, and then palms pressed together, sink the hips, palms in front of the chest, each Kadasana variation. Inhale, coming up, palms straight up to the midline. Exhale, forward fold, arms to the side. Arms to the side as you inhale, bring the torso and arms up, open up the front line, and sink the hips and Utkatasana, palms down the back. Continue at your own pace. Every time you go in or out of the forward fold, the arms are to the side. Every time you go in or out of the Utkatasana variation, the palms go down and up. So you root the soles of both feet evenly as you can as you lift up and lean back. 
one more forward fold. You come out of your next forward fold and take your time. We'll meet back up in equal standing pose. Palms in front of the chest. And legs are straight. Just make sure you don't lock the legs. Take a couple resting breaths here. Start starting to notice any shifts in the condition of the body and the condition of the mind. Release the arm, straighten the right leg, clasp the hands behind the back, 
Roll the front shoulders away from each other. Take forward, 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 front back. Inhalation, torso comes up, release the hands, arms go up, exhale, bend the right knee, furnish pose, inhale, right foot goes back, you can leave it hovering above the floor, lower it down with control, over upward facing dog, checking with the shoulder blades, and downward facing dog, one, four, resting breath. down to the knees, sitting back onto the heels in Vajrasana. And once you're back down on the heels, take your left arm up and touch the spine with the middle finger. Go moko with the arm, the right arm comes up from underneath, press fingertips together. If you're not able to press the fingertips together, fold them into each other. Use a strap or towel to bridge the gap. with that upper arm bone. You're taking enough weight back to the hip structure and legs so that one, you're creating length in the spine, taking some of the pressure on the shoulders, but also creating space in the shoulder joint. Right? So your hands are firmly planted and you're taking 
weight of his back, the weight from the shoulders, ultimately, um, away from the wrist. formation with the palms facing down, wrist high as your shoulders, and then slide the right palm next to the ribcage, the elbow straight up to the sky for a second duration of Mahasana. You roll the right hip back, bring the sole of the right foot down, and if this is comfortable and feasible, then you bring the sole of the left foot down next. If you have full feet down, and you're familiar with combining the hands, take your right arm back, and then you point the right fingers down and the left fingers straight up in the line and fold them into each other like you did with the
the shoulders, next to the rib cage, push up on all fours. Downward facing dog for one full breath, stabilizing the shoulders. And coming down to the knees and sitting back onto the heels for any or any comfortable seated position. So, do a little different variation of the um, dynamic movement of uh, half downward facing dog and half plank pose, just to give you a sense. Because a lot of you are on the cause for working with, you're able to jump up but you're going to start working on jumping up without using the wall, which means you come a little bit further away from the wall than you typically do. You bring in everything really tight, right? Like you have for that half downward facing dog variation. And keeping the knee bent like this helps you to keep the weight of your legs more manageable, right? So the closer that weight is toward the hips, the less flailing appendages you'll have to perform. Right? So then, you're starting to jump up. Maybe taking five jumps, right? And then walls back there if you need it. Right? But you need to come a little bit further away. Otherwise, if you keep both knees bent like that, you'll keep hitting the wall. And you actually don't want to hit the wall at first. And then you'll start getting more an idea of how to control and how to find that in mid-air. And then once you do find that, what you're doing is you're staying there. Don't straighten the legs. Oops. And find this. Then straighten the legs. So you can take maybe four full breaths with the legs bent like that. Pretty good indication that you have the control in your hips and in your spine, your upper back, to then move the legs. So that's going to be your next step. If you're working on the prep or if you're working on any other variation of that, feel free. Right, you're not coming up into full hips anything. Uh, That'd be your next step. Keep the knees bent, keep heels toward the hips. It's really retraining your, you know, our bodies at first because we're used to keeping the legs straight. We think we're going to use the power of the leg to get over, but we need to use the power of our hips. That's a chair. Thank you. 
<laughs> well, that's the thing, right? I mean, you're, you're practicing the technique, and then you get up, right? Any way that you can, so you get the benefits of the stamp and the inversion. But the technique, you know, give it like a good five, six jumps, right? So you're training your body to move in that way, then just get up any way that you can. Let's get you up. One, two, three. You're in control, you can know whenever you're ready. Some people do because their shoulders are tight, so they need to kind of give in so that they can rotate their shoulder differently. And that's what like a quarter dog stretch will do, and downward facing dog stretch, and the child's pose stretch that we did. Those are all those specific directions of mobility that you ultimately need in a handstand. But I see it more in, in guys too, where like they get the you know the pumping iron shoulders, others, you know. And they'll, they'll bend their, their elbows because it allows them to rotate their shoulders a little bit. Now, if you've got a really strong upper back, right, and, and strong shoulders, they can do that. You know, and, and th that, that, that person can hold themselves up and not, you know, their chances of collapsing are less mm -hmm. because they're really using a lot of their shoulders. But what happens is a lot of work goes into the elbow joint and the more vulnerable joints of the wrist and the elbow, instead of allowing the joint support of all the arms, or all the arm joints kind of stacking over each other. And that's how people will start finding more comfort in the pose, because then the bone structure starts taking over, and there's less muscular work. Yeah, so I mean, these are all kind of refinements, but you know, sometimes our ego just wants us to get up, and you know, I'll see guys like, get up and they'll walk on their hands. It's like, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know, fraternity house stuff that we used to do. So, you know, yeah, it's just about, you know, taking on a little bit of those refinements and 
the flexibility of those sometimes what a lot what makes you want to make developers. Anybody else have any questions? The um, see. the back of your elbows should be facing away from the wall, though, right? Or do they go in? Elbow questions are always interesting. I always, I mean, I, I consider them to be in the same position as if I were to have them in downward facing dog, right? Which is going to be a little bit more in this neutral position, not rotated out forward completely, and they're not rotated back, but there's just a slight angle, you know, with the elbows. And I think everybody is a little different because of the mobility that they have in their elbows, right? And also on their shoulder, but you want more of a neutral position, right? And that's going to look a little different, and it's going to feel a little different for everybody. But yeah, don't feel like you have to rotate them all the way away from the wall, because that's not necessarily true. Yeah, you just want more of like this neutral position. Yeah, good. You're getting close. You two are really, like, if you keep working on, on that, that method, it will it'll start coming into fruition. It takes a while. Alright, let's go ahead and have the hands clasped in front. Keep your elbows in closer. And then move one wrist up, one wrist flattens out. And then slight circular pattern as you move the wrist up and down. So loosen up the wrist joints. Reverse the way that you're moving in. Facing down with the leg straight and sweep it forward into a lunge exhale. Keep the back leg strong and straight. Bring the arms and torso up, full breath in. And then twist towards your right for revolving side angle. Press the palms together and stack the elbows. You can bring the left knee down if you need to, otherwise, you press into the back left heel and as you lift the left thigh away from the floor, you're sinking the right side. Take your left arm up and over the face, palm faces the earth. 
It's like you're lifting the belly button up toward the sky and firmly planted sole of the left foot. The inner edge of the right foot draws toward the floor. And next inhalation, coming back to the left palm. Downward facing dog to your exhale. Left leg lifts up. And take it forward into a lunge. Bring the torso up, inhale. And twist towards your butt. Face the back wall. Have your feet about waist length and distance between the heels, right toes out, left toes in for triangle pose. Classic variation of the ribcage straight off toward the wall that I'm on. Keep that right knee in the same direction as the toes. You should lean over to the right and lower belly firm up a little bit. Take the left arm straight up to the sky, open up the ribcage, and gaze toward the horizon. Or toward the left thumb. towards the thumbs up, change the feet, change the distance between the heels, take the left toes out, right toes in, and take the other side, trip and ask.
Ursula. Inhale. And be parallel and sit the hips to one full breath. Take the feet wider. And then snap on both sides. And take the forward fold. Hands resting on shins. Let some of the weight go through the arm bones. Or fingertips or palms to the floor or a block. If you have more mobility in the forward fold, you might line the fingertips up with the toes, keeping your wrist shoulder with distance and bending your elbows symmetrically. As you push the hands into the floor, you might feel a little bit deeper of stretch for the spine and hips. So comes up about halfway. And just bring the heels in just enough so that you can then turn toward your right foot into runner's pose and hang out in runner's lunge for a few breaths. So fingertips are on the floor or you use two blocks. You're sinking the hip down and you feel the weight move back into the hip structure into the front of the left thigh. And then you get a deeper stretch. So nothing will lift in the lower belly. You don't feel like you're necessarily fully resting into the crease of your <clears throat> right hip. Maybe one more full breath. One or two full breaths. Getting on the length of your breath. And we're going to shift sides. So you're going to come back to facing the wall that you were back here. And then go to the other side as you exhale. You'll sink the head. The weight of your body back into the hip structure and right leg now. Back to the back wall here. Fingertips your palms to the floor and then take your widest stance between the feet for some of us. Transversal splits. Once you're comfortable enough to start moving into runner's pose, face the center of the room into runner's pose. So those on my right, your right leg will be forward, and those on my left, your left leg will be forward. 
You're going to take your forward leg down so that your knee's on the floor, right at the center in between your ribs. Then you take your back leg and tuck it behind your front leg. Okay? For Gomukhasana with the legs. And then the feet are splayed out away from each other enough so that you can sit in between your heels. Now, if it's feel uneven or it's feel really intense for the knees, you can use a block underneath your hips. Now, once you get settled down, whichever leg is on the bottom, whichever leg is on the bottom, that arm is going to lift up, right? And then you're going to twist in the direction of the leg that's on top. Right? And you're going to rest that arm on top of the thigh. So you're deepening the forward fold a little bit. Now this feels intense, just stay right here and use your other arm for support. Otherwise, you can press the palms together and stack your elbows like this. So listen to the signals in the hips and the lower back. on the hips. Use, uh, move the block if you're sitting on the block for just a moment. Okay. Any lower back issues or if you need the knees bent to keep the lift in the chest, if we're compensating the upper body, keep the knees bent. Otherwise, the arms go out alongside and you actually straighten the legs as much as you can. And we'll do Bhastrika Pranayama.
inhale. Navasana, both pose. Second round. Pasquito Pranayama. Spine down and bring the knees in toward the chest. Do a couple rocks from side to side, let the head move from side to side along with the rest of the body. down and take the right leg straight up to the sky and bind either behind thigh, calf, or some of you have the mobility to bind with the foot. Once you have the bind, don't worry about how far the hand goes up, but think about holding the leg in position with whatever bind you have and then letting go of any gripping in the hip structure. So you'll feel the weight of your hips sink down toward the floor. Not forcing it down, you're just letting it sink. Thank you. 
legs and use the navel. Unravel the legs, find a neutral position for the hips. And you'll keep the sole of the right foot down, take the left leg straight up to the sky, bind behind thigh, calf, or around the foot. Left ankle on top of right thigh and hook around the right thigh or right shoulder. Left arm needs to go underneath the inner feet. Slowly lower 
shoulders down, release the feet down. Two options of either rolling over to the side to bring yourself up or rock yourself up symmetrically. And I'll show you the next thing. Starting off in um, like a bridge um, variation. So you're kind of starting off like you would for bridge pose or dynamic bridge. And you're going to do uh, dynamic bridge will be a part of the um, whole uh, exercise of practice. You're going to inhale, lift hips, spine, and arms. Take your time with that and create as much of a wave-like motion with the spine as you can so you're articulating the movement. And then you're exhaling, lowering down the spine and hips. You're inhaling. You're going back in that same position that you were just in. You're going to keep shoulders up and as you exhale, extend the legs and the arms. Inhale back, exhale down, to one round, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, fleshy, inhale, Excellent. Good. Your turn. Start off with the feet about hip distance apart, and close to the hips about touching. You need a little bit of space above your head so you don't um, be too close to the wall because once you go up into that bridge variation, your arms need to lengthen next to your ears. We're going to do it together. Take a full exhalation here in this position. Inhale, lift hips, spine, and arms. Exhale, lower spine, and arms, and hips. Inhale, tuck your position, lift shoulder blades, knees toward chest. Exhale, extend arms and legs, keep shoulders up. Inhale, tucking position. Exhale, lower arms, shoulder blades, and feet. Inhale, bridge variation. Exhale, lower fingers. Inhale, tucking position. Exhale, extend arms and legs, shoulders stay up. Inhale, tucking position. Exhale, lower down. Position. And one of the 
feet come down, keep the feet mat with distance apart, let the knees fall into each other, put the palms up and the arms are along the side of the body at a slight angle. Take the beauty of the downward breaths there and focus on the space all the way into the tailbone up to the center of the brain. Here, keeping the head on the floor, turn your head from side to side a few times. Just making sure we address any residual tension in the upper back or neck. And once that comes back to center, it feels good to bring the knees over your hips and hands on the knees to do small circles with the knees, making sure we take care of any residual tension around the sacrum, lower back, and hips. If there's any other simple posture that you feel will be beneficial for you or bring more compensation into your body, take a moment to do that. Otherwise, you start to find a comfortable position for Shavasana, setting yourself up in any way to use a bolster blanket or another way. Settle in, check in with hips, lower back, grip cage, shoulder blades, and base of the skull. Allowing your body to settle in to each exhalation, letting the muscles and the bones give way to gravity. Each inhalation taking the attention inward, focusing on a subtle sensation within your own body or the sound or feeling of the breath.
Fingers and toes, ankles and wrists. Stretch the arms overhead next to the ears, and lengthen to the sides of the body. Take your next deep breath in. Toward the chest and roll over to the right side for a moment. Hold the palms to gently bring yourself back up. Find a comfortable seated position. the hips, spine, sit up tall, and practice two rounds of Kapalabhati, followed by an internal breath retention. So after about 30 seconds, Kapalabhati will take a breath in, and you'll keep the breath in, and then you'll engage the root abdomen and chin lock, drawing uh, muscles from the base of the pelvis around the cervix, engaging those muscles and drawing them in and slightly upward sensation, and then Uddiyana Bandha, and drawing the deep lower belly muscles in, and remember you have an internal breath retention so it won't feel as deeply as like a Kriya cleansing of kind of drawing the navel up into the rib cage. But you'll hold the lower belly in and then the chin lock, chin back toward the throat, down toward the collarbones. It feels like contraction in the back of the throat. And you'll hold for as long as is comfortable for you focusing on the navel. During Kapalabhati, Focus on the front part of the brain. And we'll, I'll cue you to go into the second round after the first. And after the second round, you'll continue sitting in stillness, concentration, and meditation. Bring your attention to the front part of the brain and begin Kapalabha.
legs, the chin, abdomen, root block first, and then follow through with your next breath when you're ready. And find a natural breath.
tension to drift upward. Next inhalation, become aware of the space and sounds around you. As your exhale, feel supported by the floor underneath you. Bring the palms together in front of the heart center and take a few moments for reflection and gratitude. Anything that moves through our hearts and our minds, like to acknowledge or send out. Any questions, let me know. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of your evening. See you next time.